the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you know anybody named Rose, you might as well wish her a happy feast day as well, but she might not know why. Thursday, we celebrated, or Father McAfee celebrated his birthday. Today, music lovers like him often celebrate as the birthday of Ludwig von Beethoven. We know for certain that his baptism day was December 17th, 1770, so tomorrow. Some might expect his Ode to Joy to be the theme song for Advent, and they wouldn't be completely off the mark. As you know, the Ode to Joy comes from the fourth movement of the Ninth Symphony, in and of itself on a natural level, a most remarkable piece of music. He was mostly deaf when he composed it in the last years of his life. He was born and raised Roman Catholic, was never especially religious, might have been less than religious, but um, even if his canonization process will never happen, doesn't mean we don't love him. Um, And we should pray for him as well, truth be told. But When the Ode to Joy enters into our um, world, um, it comes through a hymn, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. Not actually sacred music in the strictest sense of the word. And even the text for the Ode to Joy comes from a poem by Schiller, um, who lived very, very, very close to the little town where my mother was born in the eastern part of Germany near Leipzig. The poetry itself is, um, is worthy. And it, it's worthy especially because it isn't, it isn't exactly inspired and its music isn't exactly sacred. Let me read it to you. This is the poem upon which Ode to Joy was based. Joy, beautiful spark of divinity, daughter from Elysium, We enter drunk with fire, heavenly one, thy sanctuary. Your magic binds again what convention strictly divides. All people become brothers where your gentle wing abides. Who has succeeded in the great attempt to be a friend's friend? Whoever has won a lovely woman, add his to the jubilation. Indeed, you longs even one soul to match theirs upon this world. And whoever never imagined this would be to that soul crying, that you'd be stealing yourself away off this union. All creatures drink of joy at nature's breast. Just and unjust follow her trail of roses. She gave us kisses and the fruit of the vine, a friend proven through death. Even the worm has been granted sensuality, and the cherub stands before God. Gladly as his heavenly bodies fly on their courses through the heavens, go on, brothers, your way. Joyful like a hero to victory. Be embraced, you millions. This kiss is for all the world. Brothers above the starry canopy, there must dwell a loving father. Are you collapsing, O millions? World, do you know your creator? Seek him in the heavens above the stars, must he dwell. And when it comes to us as the hymn, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee, we certainly find something that moves the heart 
to God. Now, when I say it's not exactly sacred music, sacred music is that very specific category of music that was composed specifically for the sacred liturgy. In fact, requested for the sacred liturgy by the church or commissioned by the church or permitted by the church. It seems like it should be certain that sacred music is good and beautiful, but it's not always. That doesn't mean it's not sacred. There's good sacred music and bad sacred music. And there's religious music. Religious music is, is any music about God, about Jesus, about Jesus in a pickup truck, right? There's lots of religious music. And some of it's very good, right? Some of it's so good, it's difficult for us in the 21st century to imagine preparing for Christmas without Handel's Messiah, for instance. Not even close to being sacred music, but very religious. An oratorio by a Protestant composer who eventually became a citizen of Britain or a subject of the English crown is probably a better way to put it. It's difficult for us to, to, um, to separate those beautiful sounds from our celebration of, of Christmas and its proximate preparation at 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve, just an hour before midnight, 11 Novus Ordo Mass in Latin, um, from 11 to 12, selections of Handel's Messiah will be heard and performed in the sixth grade religion class that I teach in the school or attempt to teach in the school. Um, we're studying Handel's Messiah right now, just so that not only is there study and, and, and consideration of the Old Testament prophecies that are fulfilled in Christ, but it's done in such a way so that it, done in such a way that it, that it moves the heart, it delights the soul, more than just informing the mind and giving us some th- fascinating things to ponder, so that it gives us joy. It's that much more remarkable to imagine that even in the Old Testament, years, centuries before the Incarnation, the announcement that God is near could be the cause of joy. What faith that is. We almost need to have our hands held, right? It's difficult to, difficult for us to be joyful unless we're actually celebrating the, 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 the happy event already complete, right? The baby born, the, uh, the, the, the project finished, um, the, the, um, right? It's, For a Christian to celebrate uh, something done well, something, some happy occurrence, it it takes no virtue whatsoever. It just requires acknowledging that um, I'm not just congratulating myself, but I'm thanking God that this, whatever it is, this happy thing took place. We are we are called to be joyful. An anticipation of what God is going to do. Uh, granted, the intuit comes from St. Paul, so it's from the epistles. But, but the spiritual reality is that before you get what you want, before that happy event has occurred, be joyful. That might require some explanation. 
It's not just in that kind of searching tone that, that Schiller writes still beautifully. I can read it to you in German if you want. Where there, you know, there certainly must be a God. There, there certainly is love out there. But, but, but for the person who is, who is listening as a Christian in the fullest possible sense, Every day is at this one and the same time, a day that begins almost like the, the day of creation where everything starts over and, and nothing has happened yet. And what can lie before us can seem very dark, very difficult. But at the same time, the Christian in the fullest sense of the word knows that this day can and, well, is for the church, all of us who are, who are at the altar every day, and can be for any of us who can get ourselves to the altar, is a day where we actually do see the fulfillment of all of these promises. We will see Christ in the flesh. We will taste him from the altar. That still doesn't mean that it's already done or easy to be joyful before all of this happens, before the day happens, especially when the terrible events of the day have yet to take place. And we know that they're going to be terrible, or at least that's what we have good, good reason to expect. How then are we joyful? What virtue is that? to be joyful in anticipation, not just of happy events to come later on, but to be joyful even when it's terrible events that are about to unfold. And that's where the Testament from the ancient scriptures are are that much more compelling. To rejoice because the Lord is near. It's the message of the prophets that St. John the Baptist culminated as the greatest of the prophets and the last of all the prophets. He didn't introduce a new theme, that the Lord is near. That's what the prophets had been saying all along. The Lord is near. You wake up in the morning, the Lord is near. Now, if you've only had 17 minutes of sleep, it's really difficult for, for that to really cap, capture your attention. I recommend at least 36 or 42 minutes of sleep, um, no matter what. No, actually, really and truly, if, if, if the day is that much more difficult to be patient, charitable, whatever, it might not be your lack of faith. It might not be your lack of desire to be virtuous. It could be your lack of sleep. So get more sleep than your good virtue and the grace that God will give you can be that much more effective. But still, where does, where does that joy come from at the beginning of the day? You could get 12 hours of sleep, right? Welcome back, college students from your fall semester. You get 12 hours of sleep. You could still wake up and hate yourself and hate the world. You might not have a headache. Physically, you might not have any complaints. doesn't mean you're happy. doesn't mean you're joyful. Where does that come from? Absolute rock-solid confidence. The Lord is already here. Not just the Lord is coming. The Lord is already here. That's, 
it's, it's how the Old Testament prophets even sound. And it's only St. John the Baptist that can really say that. The Lord is already here. You might not see him. You might not hear his voice. He is already here. Rejoice. Get ready, right? Get your act together. Repent. If you have too much stuff, give it to the poor. If there are people whom you owe, pay them back. Rejoice because the Lord is already here. And for the Christian who will actually see this play out in its fullest extent possible in this world, where they will wake up and know that they will see our Lord, they prepare themselves, they fast, and they are present when he makes himself visible, and they receive him, body, blood, soul, and divinity. How much more perfect should the joy be in that person? should be unsurpassed. It should be impossible for a human being to be more joyful than someone who spends the morning getting ready for and eventually receiving our Lord and knowing that the Lord has always already been here and we've known it. The liturgy itself inspires us to sing. So it's not the Ode to Joy that's really our theme song for Advent. It really is the song that comes from the liturgy itself, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Beginning tomorrow, the O Antiphons for Vespers introduce us to those uh, anticipations of, of the birth of the Messiah. Over a millennium ago, they were woven into a hymn. You won't usually hear it until the December 17th. good day for one to be baptized and a good day for us to be that much more renewed that the Lord the Lord already is here we can rejoice we can get things prepared it's not too late to prepare one more reason to be joyful but the Lord is already here in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen <laughs>